to the Quantum Feedback Loop. I'm your host, James Myers, and I also publish the Quantum Record. In this discussion, I was excited to learn from Girls in Quantum founder Alyssa Torres-Derney about her initiative that has brought youth from around the planet together to learn about quantum computing and connect with scientists working on it. Alyssa says young people are curious to know how this new technology will affect their future, and it was clear to me, as I hope it will be to you as well, that the achievements and ambitious plans of Girls in Quantum will contribute a great deal to answering the questions about the shape of tomorrow. Well, welcome, Elisa Torres, and glad to have you here on the podcast. And would like to just explore your organization, Girls in Quantum, and how you became involved in it, and what activities you do, and how many people are uh, are involved. No, thank you, thank you, James, for for inviting me. I'm so happy that I can share my story. So, tell me, how did you start Girls in Quantum? What what led you to do this? Did you have any knowledge of quantum computing? I guess when you started this. Well, um, I think that everything started when I get the chance to uh, apply to a course, actually. Uh, it was 2021, back in the pandemic, so everyone were in the, in their houses, right? So I was really bored. And yeah, I, I decided to look for some courses out, uh, online, and I discovered this quantum computing, introduction to quantum computing course from the Q by Qubit school. Mm. And I got really interested about that. I had no idea about quantum computing, honestly. So I look at that and I applied and I received like the good news afterwards that I had the full scholarship from IBM to participate. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I got really excited. I jumped on my bed, told my parents and, and yeah, I, that's how everything started. My, my journey into quantum computing. Um, mm-hmm. I met throughout the course, it was like eight months. So mm-hmm. a lot of time, but time flew by. Um, honestly, and, and yeah, I met a lot of people. They were enthusiastic. They were my age. They were, I don't know, from 12 years old to 20. Um, yeah, they were so passionate about quantum computing. Um, I really love this world of quantum mechanics that has a lot to offer. So I said, okay, what if I do something here in my community, like in my school? I can like perhaps share a little bit of what I learned. And yeah, I, I decided to do that in my school. And afterwards, I sent this message to Zoom, uh, like to everyone in the course. Um, we had like a lot of hundreds of students right there. So I said like, well, one that respond, it would be good. And some of them responded to me and we started like, hey, what if we do this like more internationally? And that's how Curious in Quantum started, like providing these educational resources to students. Well, that's a great story. And so what were kind of the first activities that you did and what kind of activities do you do now? Well, one of the main activities that we started with is like the educational posts that we started to share in our uh, platforms such as Instagram or website um, mainly. And yeah, right there we share like what is a qubit, what is a quantum computer. Um, We have shared some posts about quantum machine learning, which is really interesting. And also now we're going to do one about quantum and AI since it's really trendy right now. So we really want to share that also. Um, And right now, well, also we do, for example, some seminars, conferences, we attend. um, One of the, also the first conference that we hosted was in October of 2022, uh, where we had like 500 R&Ds in total. And we did one day in English, one day in Spanish. Uh, learning about quantum computing. We brought nine different speakers, international speakers from Spain, from India, from the United States, from Chile, uh, to talk about quantum computer, uh, quantum computing in simple terms. And yeah, that's that's how 
uh, event. And yeah, we were so happy that we had many students right there. That's a great learning opportunity. And and so how many people are, are involved in Girls in Quantum across the world? Yeah, so, well, mainly we have our main team, which is 12 students that are, for example, organizing everything like the logistics, content uh, creation and other things. Um, but we have impacted around more than 2,000 students right now. We have, in our website, we had 1,500, which is, wow, it's amazing for us. We never thought it was going to be that much. Um, but we have calculated, and it's like more than 2,000 because we have, for example, attended some conferences, and there are many students right there. We have been in conferences where there's like 500 students, 1,000 students. So it is great that we can have these opportunities to reach the students and create this awareness of quantum computing especially. Um, so yeah, we're we're so happy about this. I cannot say this by myself. I have this team of incredible ambassadors. They're from 11 countries right now. We're creating this chapter in India, in Australia as well. Um, so yeah, I'm really, really thankful for, for their support, their motivation and enthusiasm. That's a, that's a great story. And you know, how do you take a complex topic like quantum mechanics and quantum computing where there are so many unresolved questions and you know so many of the world's most brilliant scientists are you know still you know debating whether you know it works this way or it works that way and and how do you take something like that and make it relatable to a young audience in many different countries well that's such a good question because that's like our main struggle right now so i think that we have reach to, for example, so physicists, professors, um, also, I don't know, people that are involved in the area uh, that has helped us to create the most easy to understand content. Uh, however, we know that in it's it's really an uncertain world, right? So we're still learning, learning about uh, quantum computing, quantum mechanics and different things, as well as other people. And perhaps there's, uh, I remember one physicist that told us like, even if we're physicists, we're not yet advanced in quantum mechanics. So um, that's that's a good thing to know. So it just like make us, okay, we're going to learn more about quantum computing and that's a good thing. And also we have like this fear sometimes that uh, our post could be, okay, so what if in 10 years more, this would not be true, what we're going to share, but we're still learning and we will keep updating our posts. Uh, so everyone keep learning about quantum and that's mm. that's our goal. Mm -hmm. Do you actually ever have access to a quantum computer? Well, that's a good question. Actually, uh, we have some students that are practicing with IBM quantum computer, the online, the open source one. And yeah, they are doing some experiments right there. They're participating in different hackathons, which are great. Some of them have been awarded in some a few places. They're like really, really good. So yeah, we're so happy for them. What is the most interesting thing you think you've discovered or learned about quantum computing or quantum mechanics? What have you discovered that never thought you would imagine when you started this? I think that, well, in quantum computing, um, what caught my attention at first was this intersection between so many areas. Um, I was surprised by like quantum computing could have an intersection with finances potentially, or perhaps what I like, which is really, for example, pharmaceutics and the biology area. I, I talked with a professor at UCLA, actually, she's working with quantum biology. And I was like, sorry, can you repeat that again? Quantum biology, does that exist? Uh, so I was really surprised by, by these intersections. And yeah, the, the possibilities out there. And the conferences that you mentioned, 
what are some of the interesting questions that come up at these, you know, that the young people are asking the members of your group? Yeah, so uh, one of the mo most, I think, common question could be how we need to prepare for the future. Like as, for example, the next quantum workforce, how are we going to prepare? What are the skills that are necessary, the abilities as well? Um, what do we need to start learning now? And also if we need to start learning now, or it should be before, prior, I don't know, in high school, there are many questions about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I can, you know, I, I think we, nobody really knows how this is going to unfold over the next you know, 10 years or 20 years. I mean, some people say totally. it's, some people say it's 20 years off. Some people say it's three years off. So I guess it's anybody's guess at this point, how it's going to unfold, but I mean, certainly it's going to affect your generation. Uh, I think quite significantly, uh, certainly with the advances that are coming along in the technology. I mean, I understand that IBM now has a 433 qubit machine, so it's, it's advancing rapidly. And I guess there's so many questions about the applications that are of interest. What, what applications do you think would be of the greatest interest to your group? Um, well, I think that, well, we've heard about many of them, actually. So one of them could be telecommunications. It's actually really interesting for, for the students that we have heard so far. Um, also the ones with uh, machine learning as well. Or students, well, I, I can have, I have many stories about them, honestly, which is really interesting. Um, so one of them was right now uh, doing this sort of blog about quantum finances, and they were explaining how this could work or how could this benefit some uh, banks or people that are working in this area. He also did this sort of uh, research about J.P. Morgan and how it could be potentially applied. They're currently working with it, so it's really interesting. Um, we're also seeing this example of Mercedes-Benz working with quantum computers and IBM uh, in order to develop these uh, electric vehicles, which is really interesting. And the question of knowing how a battery works, it's really exciting. So, so yeah, I think that there are many applications, honestly, sometimes people and students reach me out and tell me like, hey, Lisa, uh, do you know like a certain application I can go and research? And I tell them like, hey, what are you interested in? Uh, you can go and discover what it's possible, right? So of course, as you mentioned, it may take a lot of years, it may take a few years, we don't know, but it's still really exciting for us. And tell us about your upcoming activities. What's on the calendar for uh, for your group next? Yeah, well, we have different plans uh, right now going on. Of course, we're managing our time as well. So some of us are in college, some of us are in school, in high school. So it's, it's really difficult, but we are still trying to do some activities as well. Uh, some of them is creating this uh, introductory course for students that it will be in first in English and then in Spanish as well. Uh, so we can reach as many students as possible. And it's going to teach the principles of quantum computing, uh, but really, really simple so everyone can understand because sometimes these concepts may sound really weird. Um, so we want to do that. It's going to be five chapters, so really, really small. And we are going to try that to be at least less than 10 minutes. So hopefully everyone can understand. Um, we also have planned to do some courses. And right now we're I'm hosting that. So in July, I will start doing some courses with LeVagon, which is a company that develops some data science courses. Um, and we have partnership with them to uh, create these different courses across Chile. What a great initiative, that course. It sounds really interesting. So, so this will be posted on your website? 
yeah it will be posted in our in our website in our youtube uh also we'll we we'll try to record these courses that we're going to do here across Chile as well um to post that on our youtube as well i also forgot to mention that uh we're also partnering with um Perimeter Institute. We're now finishing the first research program from Gerson Quantum and Perimeter Institute, which is great. Uh, we had the support of four mentors from Perimeter Institute and the University of Waterloo, and they were helping us uh, mentor these students that had perhaps a beginner idea of what is quantum computing, and they had helped us with that. Well, it's great to hear, actually. I mean, uh, Perimeter does some fantastic work, and it's great to hear that they're reaching out to a younger audience. For sure. Uh, no, it's it's really yeah. great to have their support. We're, we had also, we, uh, I had the opportunity to go there, actually. Really? And uh, it was incredible. Um, They received me really, really nice. And I get to, I think that, I, yeah, I got to meet two also other scientists and I did this interview for them to the students after. Wow. Wow, that, that's great. And uh, have you asked any questions that have that have stumped the scientists, that have made the scientists scratch their head and say, well, that's really interesting. <laughs> well, there are many questions, I think, because they were kind of telling me, hey, Lisa, we're not experts, remember? Uh, we'll try to tell you everything we know, but still, we need to check some things. Um, so it was about, for example, how this may work, how many years, as you mentioned before, how many years this will take to be something that is not potentially, but now that we're going to start like working on quantum computers. Um, so those kind of questions are always tricky. And yeah, I think that it's it's really fun to ask those questions and receive as well different answers. So you can like get and explore. Mm -hmm. And it's great to hear that there's that mentoring opportunity, I guess, is, uh, is that something that you're finding that you're reaching out to people and that they're happy to mentor? For sure. I think that, um, yeah, since the start of Gerson Quantum, we've received many people that has like reached us and they are like, hey, Lisa, how can I help you? Do you want me to mentor someone? Um, and we never considered that because we thought, okay, we're, we were really small back then. Uh, but now that we have more students, we're, we're in need of that. So uh, it's actually really important to have more mentors, to have people that can perhaps not just for many weeks, but just one meeting can make this change of like telling some students some advice or about your experience to inspire them to become involved in this quantum computing world. That that can make um, a difference right there. Mm -hmm. And when you graduate school, I guess you're, you're still in high school? Yeah, exactly. And, and when you graduate school, I mean, what do you plan to do? Do you plan to go into the quantum computing area? Yeah, for sure. I think that right now I've well, I had the chance, um, I'm really happy about that, of talking with different people that are involved in the area. But still, I, I think that I need to get into a certain point of knowing in which area I need to specialize in. Because right now, there is not a certain career in quantum physics or quantum mechanics. You can just take physics. Um, however, yeah, I, I may take that path or another. But uh, either way, I want to specialize in quantum computing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. I mean, there's so many different pathways into it now, I guess that it's, exactly. uh, yeah, so whether it's physics or even computer science or mathematics, uh, I think there's so many different avenues that, that people are exploring to, that the pathways are all still open, I guess. So, yeah. Um, and the rest of the group members, I mean, do the majority seem to want to go into this or are people just doing it for general interest and, you know, a whole range of intended careers? Well, there is a, a combination right there of, of areas that they like. Um, some of them are already study 
studying physics. So for example, our uh, Germany ambassador is studying physics, uh, I believe in Heidelberg uh, in Germany. Um, well, we have our US ambassador, which is studying cybersecurity also and computer science. So there are many, many areas that we're working on. Um, and I'm really happy with that because there you can show other people or other students that you, if you like quantum computing, you can have it as a hobby, I would say, or you can just learn more about it because it's really fun and it could be really fun if you're with the right community. And also, if you're really passionate about quantum computing, also using Quantum can bring you with some resources and other, also you can see other people that are working in the area to inspire you and yeah, give you a little bit of, of advice before mm -hmm. you start this uh, career. Interesting. And so these ambassadors, are they fulfilling some sort of mentoring role within your own group or do they, uh, you mentioned the ambassadors by country, how do, how do they work? Yeah, so we have, uh, at first we, we had only ambassadors so they can represent their countries, their regions, and try to spread uh, what Gerson Quantum does in their own sort of region as well. Um, however, now we have ambassadors and also they have the different sort of departments. So for example, we have logistics, uh, content creation and outreach, and well, some of them are creating these sort of new content. So new blogs that we're always sharing your website. Um, some of them are creating these events and hosting them. Uh, we're now hosting these sort of quantum conversations also interviews where we go on like chat with other experts in quantum physics or they're sometimes CEOs of a quantum startup. Um, we do that and we have this that series in our YouTube channel. So yeah, we're really into those things. <laughs> Well, that's that's great, actually. So the ambassadors are not just representing regions, but also different areas of quantum science, I guess. For sure. Yeah, and and yeah, really interesting that uh, that bringing all that knowledge in that different way, uh, again in in a way that's relatable, I think, to a young audience, which is which is great to hear. Yeah. Totally. What do you What do you think the future of girls in quantum will be? Well, I think that there are many possible opportunities out there that I'm, I could be really excited. Um, however, I think that the, the main thing is like how we manage everything as students. We really want to, well, create a platform that it's really similar to Khan Academy. Uh, so Khan Academy provides, for example, with uh, resources in mathematics for someone who doesn't know about Khan Academy, uh, mathematics, uh, English, many, many areas for free and you can access to the platform anywhere at any time. So we want to do Almost the same with Gerson Quantum. We want to have like as many resources as possible that perhaps it's not only created by us, but other companies can share with us. Um, so we can have that access to students and they can learn about Quantum. And that's one of the, our main goals in the future. Right now, well, we, we did some papers and now we're a nonprofit in the United States. However, we want to see the possibility of applying for funds, uh, seeing if we have someone that can help us with that uh, so we can create bigger projects and reach other audiences as well. Um, yeah, we're really excited about that. That sounds like such a great promise for the future. It's uh, it'd be really, <laughs> we, we're really looking forward to following uh, that that venture. I mean, it sounds like you're really onto something important and certainly the idea of, of uh, you know, making that knowledge available for free, you know, as the Khan Academy does, as you mentioned, uh, I think that's really important, I guess, because in some areas of the world, um, I guess it's not so easy for girls to get an education um, or to pursue a career path that they want to pursue. 
Are you finding that you're making inroads into those areas of the world where it's maybe harder to connect with, with girls? Yeah, well, I think that there, um, I can say, for example, in here, my, in my country, for example, in, until we have, uh, for example, different opportunities right here about, for example, for example, learning in STEM, uh, but quantum computing, quantum computing is almost impossible. And I think that not just in Chile, in many, many other countries, quantum computing is just a, a new thing that you don't really heard about. So um, I really think that when I, whenever I, I have the chance to go to school, to go to, for example, a small conference, um, I have the chance to tell students like, hey, here's what we do, here's what you can learn as well. Um, so there's always these possibilities of learning out there. I think we have the, the opportunity to inspire other students as well, because it's different. I, I think that um, I have this sort of talks when some students come to our school and tell us like, hey, this is all what we've done uh, right here. This is like my company and everything. But it's different when you get to a school and you're a student. So you can see peer to peer, like, hey, here's what she's doing. Uh, I can do the same, right? So I think that uh, inspiring other students is really valuable for me and for girls in quantum as well. And I hope that we can go and look forward to, to do that in the future. Yeah, certainly having role models is so key uh, in, in that inspiration that you mentioned. So is is most of your programming online or is do you do a lot in person as well? Yeah, we have. Well, uh, unfortunately, we haven't done that in person in other countries. However, in Chile, we have done some events. Um, we have partnership with, uh, we have partnered with other uh, surf companies here, uh, which is great. Uh, for example, Inspiring Girls, the organization, again, Levagon, IBM. Um, well, last year it was like a, a round of events with IBM. So we were happy about that. So, so yeah, we continue to do that. We hope that to those conferences that we hosted, we can still managed to get to more schools and more students. Um, and yeah, especially females, since the gender, the gender gap is still really big. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I mean, certainly, but your initiative, I think, is making uh, hopefully a very big inroad into that and making sure that everybody has the same chance for knowledge and education. I think that's so important. Yeah. It's great to talk to you and and to learn about your organization. I, I think, as I said, I'm you know we're really interested in following this and seeing how it goes, and uh, would really like if you would share with us uh, your you know upcoming events as they're being programmed, and uh, you know we'll certainly like to look into that and and to follow up and and just to see how it evolves because you know we're we're really focusing you know in particular in our July edition on citizen science and looking at how people across the world who are not trained as scientists necessarily, but how they get involved with science. And I think that's, it's so important that science is able to talk to ordinary people. I think that's, that's the key thing. And and maybe there's a lot to be discovered in that conversation. No, for sure. I, I, I think that I'm really happy with all the things that we have accomplished, especially as students. We're, we're really happy that we can reach more students as well. Sometimes people ask us like, hey, why girls in quantum? And we tell them like, hey, everyone is, is welcome to join us. However, we know that there is still like, this gender gap, uh, that it's a devastating gender gap out there. So we need to put it right there. And many girls have come to us thanks to that. So so yeah, we hope that we can continue doing this. Hopefully, um, we have so many things that we're planning, for example, these videos, these events, this mentorship. So yeah, I'm really thankful once again for for the opportunity of being here as well, James. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, also the support of, of my ambassadors, which are 
uh, really great. So shout out to them. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. And and so anybody who's interested in joining your, your organization should go to your website, I assume, girlsandquantum.com? Yeah, for sure. So uh, I totally uh, invite you to, for example, go to your website, which is girlsandquantum.com, or follow us on Instagram, which is girlsandquantum. Uh, right there, we share all of educational resources, videos, sometimes interviews, and different sort of opportunities out there in quantum computing, whether there's a hackathon, a course, a webinar, everything. Uh, so yeah, be just in touch right there. Well, that's great. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us today, Elisa. It's really, it's really fascinating to hear of your initiative and this great uh, organization that you've built. And I think it's, uh, it has so much great potential. And as I say, we definitely really want to see how it evolves and uh, and see the good work that you do. I think it's uh, it's such a really important thing that you're doing. So I'm glad that you could be here today and, and share with us. No, thank you, James, for, for inviting me. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Our thanks go to today's guest and to you for listening to the Quantum Feedback Loop. You can find more information about this discussion in the Quantum Record at www.thequantumrecord.com. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts and join us for more fascinating discussions with the people who are pushing the limits of knowledge today for the benefit of tomorrow.